You know, as we were singing that song, it occurred to me that uh, that, that song really contains all the points in my, uh, my message today. So, uh, you know, we might as well... I'm just kidding. We're... No, that's, that's really a good song. You know, if you really think about the words, it, it just lays it all out. Uh, really, it, uh, as, as we go along in this sermon, think, think about that song. Uh, you know, as we, as we celebrate Christmas, uh, as followers of Christ, we, we celebrate the birth of the Messiah. Uh, you know, we, we celebrate and we rejo- rejoice in our Lord, the, the Son of God who came to, to be with us, to dwell with us, God incarnate to bring salvation to a lost and dying world. Uh, that, that was the last verse of that song, you know, and I love what you said, Phil. You know, this, it's an ongoing story. We don't leave Jesus in the manger. You know, Jesus came for a, a purpose. You know, this, this celebration needs to be mindful of the, uh, the reason he came and, and what Jesus accomplished. And so last week we, we looked at Mary. Remember, uh, Mary was visited by the, uh, the angel Gabriel. You know, this, this very ordinary young woman who lived in an ordinary place. Uh, engaged to be married to a very ordinary man, Joseph. But when this angel came, you know, they, they, Mary and Joseph separately talked to, to this angel Gabriel, or Gabriel talked to them, told them this, this extraordinary thing was going to happen. You know, Mary was going to be overshadowed by the, uh, by the Holy Spirit conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she would bear the Son of God, Jesus, the Messiah. And, you know, God uses very ordinary people to do the extraordinary. And we, we see this in, in this story, you know, when we, we look at the great leaders of, of Christianity, you know, the Apostle Paul, uh, Martin Luther, Billy Graham, and, and we, we think, you know, how can... How can God use me? You know, I'm just I'm just a regular person working a regular job. You know, and why would God use me? Well, I'm going to talk about uh, this guy named William Dix. Have you heard of him? D-I-X. He was born in uh, 1837. His father was a, a surgeon and a writer. And William, when he grew up, he became the manager of an insurance company in uh, Glasgow, Scotland. Quite happy to to just live and, and keep a uh, kind of a life under, under the radar, you know, an average life. But uh, God meant him for much more than that. At the age of 29, William was struck with a, a very severe illness, and uh, this, this brought his life to a screeching halt. Uh, he, was, he was forced to spend day after day in bed as his body fought to survive. And when the worst of it was done... Uh, William still had a considerable amount of time to uh, recover. And uh, this is when uh, depression struck William. And uh, physical sickness revealed to William the sickness of his own soul. And it sent him on a a quest for for more purpose. And thankfully, the answers were uh, right under his nose because he became an avid reader of the Bible. And this... Reading the Bible, hearing God's word brought a, a spiritual renewal to, uh, to William, a spiritual awakening. And, 
You know, when, he's vis- when he became physically well, he began to uh, live for the Lord. And so how did William do this? Uh, did he become a minister, a missionary? Uh, no, he went back into the, the insurance business. And God used him exactly where he was. So while he continued to work in insurance, his uh, love for writing as a form of worship uh, produced a lot of poetry. And while most of his poems just remained in his uh, desk drawer, one of them became kind of famous uh, is a poem called What Child Is This? And not being musically inclined, he searched for a, a tune to put this to, and he, he chose Green Sleeves, which was a, a very old kind of folk song. Um, and uh, in a few years, six years after its origin, What Child Is This? was published in a collection called Christmas Carols Old and New. And um, with, with time, this, this humble little poem written by this ordinary man, this insurance salesman, became one of the most well-known songs that, that we sing. Are we singing that at the end? Yeah. All right, good. So, you know, we, I, I love the title of that song. It asks this really important question. What, what child is this? What, who, who, who is this most extraordinary child born by such an ordinary woman? Engaged to this ordinary man in an ordinary place. Well, our text today is in Matthew. It's Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18. Read with me in your Bibles. Matthew 1, 18 to 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, (coughs) Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. (coughs) But as as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when, jo- when Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife But he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we just just come to you humbly as very ordinary people, uh, just in awe of the uh, extraordinary here, that the, the Son of God would be born and become one of us. And come to be as this is our Savior. We we just thank you in in his name, the name of Jesus. Amen. So from this text, we can can answer this question. What what child is this? As I read through this, I, I, I saw four things. You may see more. But the four things 
that I'd like to go through here. First, this child is the son of God. Second, he's the son of man. Third, he's Emmanuel, God with us. And fourth, he's the Savior. So first, let's look at the, the Son of God. You know, we don't know a lot about Joseph from, uh, from the Bible. According to Matthew, he was a descendant of David. You know, Matthew spends about what two, half to two-thirds of the first chapter just with his genealogy of Jesus. And though Joseph was not Jesus' natural father, uh, Matthew gives us, he traces his legal relationship back to uh, David and, and Abraham. And when Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant, he, he faced a crisis. I think you can see this in the text. You know, what, had, had Mary told him about her visitation from the angel? I don't know. Had, had Mary told Joseph about her visit to to. Elizabeth, who was burying John the Baptist. Remember that story where John in the womb, he leapt with joy when Mary came. Did Mary tell Joseph that? I don't know. Um, You know, apparently, though, this was too much for him. You know, here they're engaged. They haven't had relations. And Mary comes up pregnant and. He was an honorable man, it says. And he wanted to honor her and not subject her to a scandal. He chose to divorce her privately and quietly so not to publicly humiliate Mary. But then God intervened by this angel. And the angel said, do not fear to take Mary as your wife for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And after hearing what the angel said, how did Joseph respond? He believed. He obeyed. He stepped up and he he took care of Mary. And when the baby was born, he he took this baby on as his own. He he provided for his wife and and this child who was not his. But Joseph was was a man of uh, strength and humility. And he took on the role of, of this child's earthly father, nurturing him, protecting him, as if he was his very own. But Jesus' identity was the Son of God. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit to the Virgin Mary. Remember, Gabriel had told Mary in Luke one thirty-five, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, this child or the child to be born will be called the son of God. You know, what, what child is this? Is this uh, when, when we sing it later, the song says, this is Christ, the king whom shepherds, guards and shepherds, guard and, and angels sing. You know, being the son of God, he is the king. He's the king of kings. Gabriel had told Mary in Luke 32 or Chapter 132, he will be great and he will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him to the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever in his kingdom of his kingdom. There will be no end. The son of God, the king. 
You know, this, this is amazing that, that God would, would come in the flesh. Uh, that, you know, this, this is the meaning of the word incarnation. Uh, also amazing that Jesus was born as a, a human, the, the young woman Mary. To the young woman Mary, what, what child is this? In addition to being the son of God, this, this child is the son of man. Now, this is a, uh, an interesting term, the son of man. You hear it a lot when you read through the Gospels. This was, this was Jesus' favorite term for himself. In the four Gospels, this, this, this title, the son of man, is used of Jesus 88 times. So what does it mean? I think that's quite significant. Let's look at it. First, the son of man is a title that describes Jesus' humanity. What does the first verse of Matthew say? The very first verse of, of the New Testament. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. You know, he, he physically descended from, from humans. He has a genealogy. He descended through Abraham and, and David. Now, Jesus didn't appear on earth just in a, a flash. He didn't, he didn't just suddenly materialize. You know, that's, that's the stuff of uh, science fiction movies. God used a very ordinary, well, an extraordinary, ordinary process. You know, God used the same biological process that, that's used for all humans, except, of course, that he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. But, you know, he, he developed, he was conceived, his, his body developed through the... Uh, Gestation period. He was he was born through the natural birthing process. He developed from a baby, grew up into manhood. This this term, the Son of Man, is is used quite a bit in the Old Testament. God calls the prophet Ezekiel Son of Man nearly a hundred times, emphasizing the fact that, that Ezekiel is a human being. And likewise, Jesus emphasizes his true humanity by, by using this term. The Son of Man describes Jesus' humility. You know, Jesus left his, his place of glory. We just sang about that in, in that last song. In heaven, he, he came to earth. Philippians 2 describes this beautifully. Describes Jesus' humility, stating that Jesus emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Remember, Jesus used this term once. He said, The Son of Man has no place to lay his head, he was homeless. The eternal second person of the Godhead humbled himself and became this, this suffering servant who the, pro, the prophet Isaiah had, had talked about. Isaiah 53.3, this great chapter in, in the book of Isaiah that talks about the Messiah, says he was despised and rejected by man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Does that describe humility? Third, the, the Son of Man des describes deity. 
though he was fully man, he was also fully God. In the Gospel of John, we, in, in the very first chapter, we, we read about the, uh, the pre-existing eternal Christ, eternally existing from, from the beginning, before the beginning. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of only of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Son of God became flesh. Came as one of us with with a body like ours. Uh, The Apostle Paul says something like this, something similar in in Colossians 2, 9 through 10. Speaking of Jesus, he says, For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled with him who is the head of all rule and authority. So Jesus, this child, was the son of God, the son of man. God in human flesh, the, the incarnation. And you know, what, what this is saying in that Jesus is both the son of God and the son of man is that this child is Emmanuel, just as this angel said. Emmanuel and and. Matthew even helps us out here. He gives us what that word means. It means God with us. This is what Gabriel tells Joseph in verse 23. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And uh, remember, in in the Bible, a person's name reveals something about their their personal character and and characteristics. Uh, the, The book of Isaiah speaks of, of the Messiah a lot. Uh, many people call it the, the gospel of Isaiah. I love that. Mm. You know, because it speaks of this Messiah who, who's going to come and speaks of his suffering and his death as well. And you know, there, there are several passages that come to mind when we think of Jesus' coming. One of them is uh, Isaiah 7.14, which says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. This is the verse that, that Matthew quotes. And he points out that these things happen to fulfill the prophecy. Isaiah's prophecy. So what child is this? This is, this is the culmination. Jesus, the Son of God, came as a child. He grew into a man, truly God, truly man, God in the flesh. For what purpose? To bring salvation. To bring salvation. This child is a savior. The angel told Joseph, you should call his name Jesus. For, because, the reason you're going to name him Jesus is because he will save his people from their sins. By the way, The angel had told Mary the very same thing. He said, you shall call his name Jesus. Yehoshua, which is in our English Bible is translated Joshua. It comes from a a verb which means to to rescue or to deliver. This was a good name for Joshua because as the son of this this man, the son of none, he delivered God's people from their wanderings in the promised land, brought them into the the promised land, delivered them on many occasions from from their enemies. The name Jesus comes from the same root. Yeshua is used by the Hebrew-speaking Christians in Israel and, and Messianic Jews 
Yeshua around the world. Yeshua is our rescuer and our deliverer. Jesus. This is why Jesus came. John 6, 38 through 40. Jesus himself says, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him will have eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. This is why Jesus came. This is the ongoing story. Jesus came because we need a Savior. We need a Savior. Without him, we're lost. We've turned our back on God. We've gone our own way. Uh, Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Isaiah 59.2 says about our plight, Your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. Your sins have hidden him, or have hidden his face from you, so that he does not hear. You know, this the separation from God's a spiritual death. That's bad news. Without, without Christ, we are eternally separated from God. And that's what Paul is saying in Romans 6.23, where he says the wages of sin is death. But here's the good news. That verse keeps on, and it says, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. This child, Jesus, was sent to earth to die on the cross. He was, he was born to die. You know, paying the penalty that we could never pay ourselves. And he invites us to come. Come to him. Romans 10.9 tells us exactly what we need to do. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10.13, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. Uh, so the question is, where, where do you stand? Where do you stand with God today? Jesus was sent for you. He was sent for me. He was sent for all of us that, that we may have eternal life. And we keep going back to that verse in John, John three sixteen. John 3, 16 and 17 says it. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, the son of God, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world through him might be saved. Uh, What child is this? He's our Lord. The son of God, the mighty king, the, the son of man. He, he was born in humble circumstances and he, he took on full humanity, fully God, fully man. He's our, our savior sent by the father to, to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to suffer and die on the cross to, to save us from our sins, which had separated us from, from God. 
And he came down to this earth to be with us, to show us the way to eternal life. And that way is to believe in him. And what child is this? Yeshua. Jesus, the the deliverer, the, the rescuer, the savior, here to save us and deliver us from our sins. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. This, this wonderful gift that God has given us, this child, this son of God in the flesh given for us. Um, what, a, what a gift from our heavenly father sent so that whoever believes in him might not perish, but have eternal life. Let's pray. Uh, our, our father in, in heaven, Lord, we, we just thank you for this this wonderful gift uh, your son you sent to bear our sins on his shoulders on that cross Lord we praise you for the uh, redemptive plan you have for us thank you Lord thank you for sending us this this little baby to this young woman this common circumstance but so extraordinary Lord that this child would be conceived by by the Holy Spirit uh, come as the Son of God to bring new birth Lord we, we we take this day to reflect on these things there's there's a verse where it talks about Mary treasuring up these things in her heart Lord let us treasure these things in our heart. And we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.